for listening to the NAS GP's podcast, The Art of GP Locuming. Not just for locums, for any, any GP, any sessional GP. And I'm Richard Fieldhouse and I'm reviewing the latest edition, the August edition of the Sessional GP magazine 2019. So running through that straight away, first thing you'll notice, uh, it's, it's electronic, so it's, it's either online, you can flip through the pages on your tablet or your computer, but you can also download it as a PDF. But as always, the front page is a beautiful painting by GP Locum, Claire de Mortimer Griffin. And um, I pester uh, Claire a good few weeks before the magazine goes out for her latest paintings that often just out drying and still wet but she photographs for them for us and then uh, upload them and the, the front cover is a beautiful one of a it's a view of a lovely it looks like a summer evening with light coming onto a, a table with a candle on it a candlestick on it looking across the garden very beautiful picture and there's another picture of Claire's inside um, if you're artistic in any way we love to feature um poems pictures paintings anything that you do any ceramics let us know and we can put them in the magazine it's really good to showcase that sort of stuff so the first article is from the medical protection society rachel birch and this article is on learning um and about how we as gps obviously come across so many i mean i don't i don't now, how many other professions are, are quite like ours, where it's just changing literally every day? New, we're learning new stuff. We're learning from our patients. We're learning from our colleagues. Um, there's continual science and research. And um, things are just changing all the time. And there are so many opportunities to learn, but also to pass on that learning. And, of course, with that, go... go, go, go um, you know, there's risk associated with that if we're saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing, but also so much opportunity as well. So Rachel helps navigate us through that, um, looking at what the opportunities are. He look recognises that as a GP locum, working in lots of different practices, the, the things you pick up, your experience, you're gaining, it's stuff that you wouldn't have been taught, I bet. Um, you're learning a lot of this yourself um, and there's so much of this you can impart onto newly qualified GPs or any GP that's new to locuming. It's so easy to just take for granted that a GP's a GP and you can just work anywhere, but it's not as straightforward as that. Um, and how you can go off and market yourself. You know, there she talks about um, approaching locum chambers, locum groups and saying, look, can I give you a talk on such and such? So lots of opportunities there. And also talks about some of the uh, medical legal implications of that and just what to be wary of. Um, then the next article is from Liz Densley, a specialist medical accountant. Um, and again, if you're looking for an accountant, pick a specialist medical accountant. Uh, there are so many nuances to um, um working as a local it's interesting how many questions we get asked from members saying their accountant has recommended that they um that they of course being a locum they have to charge vat i don't know where that comes from because if you speak to any specialist medical accountant that's just obvious you don't um so um so it, it's it's getting a specialist one is very important and of course liz liz is all of that and much more and and this article 
Um, it's it's really quite comprehensive. It's quite a long article, but it really is everything you need to know as a as a new locum. Um, it goes through the tax implications, the the uh, employment implications about being a salaried or versus locum, about with, about working as a sole trader or whether you should consider a limited company and four or five instances where a limited company might be quite advantageous. Liz goes into quite a lot of detail about tax payment dates um, and what to claim in terms of expenses for your car and for home. Talks about annualisation with the pension scheme. Really specialist stuff. Really good article. If you come across any locums who are new, please do um, forward them on to, or, or get them to check out this this article. Um, and there's a lot. I, I certainly learnt a lot from it and there's a lot to learn. So take a good look at that. Uh, scrolling through the magazine, um, BMJ Learning Conference coming up in October. There, you can register for that. There's links. The advert you'll see here is uh, you can click on the links in that. Um, it'll take you through various bits. And big, it's going to be a big deal. I've I've spoken at those in years gone by, and have been an attendee as well. They've been very good. Um, lots of interesting stands there, but lots of different um, uh, workshops and things going on. And some you have to book in advance, so, so so do do that. Do plan ahead for that. It's a good weekend. Um, going on, scrolling on. Um, next article is from Nigel Farrer of Legal and Medical Financial Advisors, and this article is on well, on university fees. And when when Nigel first suggested it, I thought, well, really? But actually, no. It's it's having had two sons now uh, one's currently at university and one has gone through university i read this article and i i just thought gosh this is all stuff i really should have known lots again lots of nuances about um even what type of degree you're doing paying the loan off about getting um grants uh working at being at university in different countries depending on what country you, you come from i didn't realize it was so different in in wales and in northern ireland so Lots to read there. Um, even if you've got, uh, when your children are coming up to university age, in a few, even if it's in a few years' time, it's worth knowing about all of this to, to plan ahead. Um, and even whilst they're, if they're already at university, my, my son is on his summer holiday at the moment. I didn't realise he had to reapply for his loan. So um, I've just uh, um, Snapchatted him on that. You know, that's how we communicate these days. Bloody Snapchat. Then um, Claire's picture. This one is a, a beautiful bowl of flowers. And then the next article is on quietness from Judith. Judith's written about noise and how much of it there is. And very typical of Judith's article. She's taken a, a pretty mundane subject, you know, quietness. How much more mundane can you get really than that? But really totally deconstructs it and puts it in context and makes you look at it in a very different way and it becomes so interesting and all sorts of stuff you don't think about noise about it starts off talking about uh, 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 I think it's a vi vi viola viola player um, be, be suing for becoming deaf a loss of hearing because of the fact that they'd um, sat next to some brass players during a concert I think it was um Mm, the, you know the ring cycle that guy um Wagner that's right and um and uh yeah and and but also how what an impact this can have in busy wards talking about patients sleeping at night with monitors going and things beeping and trolleys 
crashing around um, and what an impact that has on people's recovery. Um, and, and as always, I will be doing a, uh, a podcast with with uh, Judith on this uh, coming out shortly. I say all of that. I know Judith listens to this podcast and um, I'll get an email probably in about half an hour this going live and she'll um, we'll book in a date for that. So that'll be coming up, no doubt. Uh, Judith's currently... Um, uh, Fringing at the Edinburgh Fringe, uh, as 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 a as an attendee. Not, 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 at least I don't think she's doing any stand up. But um, I, I never surprised with Judith. Never surprised. And then lastly, um, Louise has done a great summary of um, the British Society for Gastroenterology's liver function test guidelines. Um, and because it's so important um, and it's so interesting that uh, Louise decided to do a summary of it. Uh, and there's, it's, she, she's packed a lot into this article. There's, there's, there's a really good... Um, I'm going to be allowed to produce the, reproduce this with permission, uh, a, a flowchart of, of LFTs. But really, I think that the, st- the standout points there are that, that when you do LFTs, um, they I think 20% come back abnormal. If you... If you uh, a month later, eighty four percent of LFTs are still abnormal. So we're so, and I'm very guilty of this, saying to the patient, oh, look, "We'll just repeat that again in a in a month's time." And actually, what Louise is saying is, well, "No, actually, investigate straight away," for several reasons. One is, yeah, because they're going to come eighty four percent chance of coming back abnormal again anyway. So you're just losing time. Um, but also the uh, the thresholds, the the abnormal levels are possibly wrong anyway because of a of occult non-alcoholic fatty liver disease anyway in the community which has been skewing the results so they're probably um, um, un- under recording those those the abnormal ranges um, and also liver disease it's 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 even even subtle differences in lfts subtle um, raised levels can be of quite significance and any any abnormal LFTs should be further investigated. Um, so I've, I've, it makes me really take a different approach now to um, patients I see with, with abnormal LFTs, which let's face it, they, who doesn't have abnormal LFTs when you do them? So that's um, uh, some learning points there for me. If you click at the link at the bottom of the article, it'll take you through to a very quick and very easy to fill in Google form. Fill that in and you'll be emailed straight away um, your uh, little little um, handy piece of paper, PDF and a Word document that you can upload to your normal appraisal toolkits. It's just, you've read the article, you may as well put it towards your appraisal. So that's very popular with members. So that's uh, the... August edition of the magazine. Hope you enjoy reading through it. Um, there's a PDF downloadable PDF version as well, which extends itself to 34 pages. Very mobile friendly, very uh, tablet friendly. Um, if you want to contribute to the magazine at any stage, we've, we please do. If you, it's, I think every every sessional GP has got a story to tell, um, whether it's a special medical interest or where you are in your career. Um, anything like that it's really good to uh, to to tell others about so yeah please email in Um, and thanks very much for listening and for reading thank you